You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. As far as I know, in this auditorium, I might have missed one or two. In fact, I think I have. I believe there's 115 doors in this auditorium. When you had all three floors and various doors to get in, there's 115. Now that will give some of you some things to do. I know I just lost John Morris because he's going to be counting while I'm preaching. One, two, three, Kevin uh, Padillo and others. But uh, trust me, there's 115. If you come up with 112, you're wrong. I'm right because I'm preparing to add some more doors, I guess. But you know, it's an amazing thing. I have a key. It's in my ready room right now. I'll pick it up when church is over. But I have a key for this auditorium. It will not get me into all 115 doors. But it'll get me into the building. That key will not get me into the academic building. That key will not get me into any of the dormitories. That key will not get me into the clock tower. That key will not get me to the dining hall, the gymnasium. That key will get me generally in most 115 doors. It's an amazing thing about that key. And you know that tonight prayer is very similar to that. You have to have the right key. I preached on hindrances to prayer probably 25, 30 years ago in this church from the book of James. We realize that strife hinders prayer. God says you can't get answers to prayer. And we know that sin hinders prayer. But I want to come to you on this subject tonight of prayer. And so many of us are basically atheists when it comes to prayer. We believe in it, we just don't practice it. I wonder how much I pray or you pray a day. The Bible says men ought always to pray and not to faint. God's word says pray without ceasing. Our attitude of life, we ought to be in a spirit of prayer. I might be wrong, but I would imagine the average Christian spends more time daily on social media than they do with prayer. I don't have all the internet capabilities, but I have where I could get sports, and I have not watched or listened to any. I have no idea what sport we're in right now. Someone said it's playoffs for the NBA. It's the first I knew about it, and I don't know where they're at on that. I could care less. I have almost zero respect for professional football and basketball and baseball. And I know there's maybe some good folks there. God bless them. I just don't want to wait for me. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, for me, I don't want to waste my time. When the Warriors win a championship a few years ago, and the first thing they do, they go to the Harlot Club to celebrate, and several of them claim I'm a Christian. They go to the Harlot Club? You've got to be kidding me. I don't want to follow guys like that. But I am ashamed because I see that I do have headline news, and Though I don't read it, I, I, I get enough of it to go what's going on. And it shows me at the end of the week how much I spend on my phone every week. 
I don't know if that is my texting. I don't know if that's my phone calls. I don't know what it is, but it's enormous how much time I spend, and I'm not a news guy. But I don't ever want to spend a day more with my phone than I do with my Lord. And I'm not trying to be some Pharisee tonight. I got too much on my plate uh, these days to think about and the lives of people and the needs of people and the care of this country and trying to bring this country back to God. I've got too much on my plate to spend a lot of time on the peripheral. I must be in an attitude of prayer. I think some of you, your prayer, your life depends on my prayers. I'm no stronger than you are. You're, uh, you, you might have a better prayer life, a better Christian life, but I do feel like as a pastor and a shepherd, God gave me a job in, in Acts chapter six, verse four. I'm to give myself to prayer and to the word of God. And quite frankly, I've dug, a, I dug ditches all day long. It's easier to dig a ditch than it is to pray all day. It's easier to work a hard job than to, uh, than to pray. Prayer is taxing. Prayer will wear you out. Prayer puts your emotions into your heart in it, and you pour your heart out to God. But I want to ask you this. How often do you get answers to prayer? When was the last prayer that you prayed and said, God answered my prayer. Well, you have to have the right key. It's just like if you gave me your ATM card tonight and I took it, you said, go ahead, pastor, use it. Use it as much as you want. Go to the bank, get any money you want. Well, I can't use it because I have to have the number. If I don't have your number, I'm not going to get any money out of your account. I have to have the number. If you want to get in the building, you have to have the key. And tonight I want to give you something about prayer that I look at my own life, I'm so convicted. I've not arrived in this area of prayer. I've not arrived in this area of uh, uh, him without sin cast the first stone. I've not arrived, I still have, and I don't, I, my, my pride is different than your pride. Uh, your, your pride might be like, mine. I'm thinking, I can't do that, or I don't have that capability, or why would God want to do me? Uh, my pride is not that I can be so talented. My pride's just the opposite. Uh, why would God want to use someone like me? That's pride, because God can use anybody. We all have pride, and he must increase, and I must decrease, John 3.30. And tonight, it's, it, it, there's so many hindrances to prayer. In my own life, I see it. I get so weary with me because you depend on having a pastor that knows how to get a hold of God. I don't know what phone call we'll receive tonight, but I do know that if I get a phone call tonight, I don't want to have to call you and say, I want to get something right with you because I've got a bitter, bitter spirit toward you. I might have one of our grandkids that need us tonight in prayer. I might have a grandchild that uh, uh, for something, something's happened. They, they, they're going, we, we, we had such a, a, a situation last night when we went to prayer. A relative in emergency surgery. It's just a young relative. It was just, uh, just so, so, so important to us. It's been on my heart through the night hours. I got to get a hold of God. I don't need to get a hold of you and say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. What hinders prayer? My Bible says that prayer 
can be hindered when there's a sin problem. Notice that the Bible says in verse 60, chapter 66, I'd like you to read the verse and thank you. I asked Brother, Brother Bertram wasn't taking liberty. I asked him to please explain that word terrible. And oh my, I tell you, I love it when I, you haven't preached here in a lot. We gotta get you back up. I love the way he explains the scripture. How so, 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 so helpful tonight. That, that same word terrible is in the previous chapter. What a marvelous thing. But in chapter number 66, I hope you're there now. Verse 18, the Bible says, let's read it together. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Stay right there. We're going to read it again. Iniquity. Iniquity is wickedness. It's evil. It's sin. When I regard iniquity in my heart, that's why the heart is so important. God says, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. There needs to be a, the heart is the, the innermost part of you and me. And God says, I want it to be real. And so the, in, in the recesses of my heart, I have sin. And that sin is I can pray all night long and I will not receive answer to prayer when sin is prevalent in my life. And we all face it. Turn with me in your Bibles. I'm coming back to this, but turn with me to the book of, uh, a, a book of uh, Galatians tonight. If you're listening on the radio, about a month or two ago, we finished the book of Galatians verse by verse. In the book of Galatians chapter 5, it'd be good to hear the rustling of the pages. There you go. I hear them now. Good. Verse 16, this I say, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know, the flesh can easily do wrong. The flesh is still dominant in a Christian life. We have the spirit, we have the flesh, and this is a chapter that deals with that war that's going on. And the Bible says, verse 19, the works of the flesh are manifest. Uh, that means it, they, it, we, we see them, they're publicly exposed. We think we haven't covered, but we know the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. One, adultery. I don't have to explain that. You're living with a woman or a man that's not your husband or you're, you're running around on your wife or your husband with some other woman or some other man. That's called adultery. And I know the world thinks it's okay. They think everything's okay. They think that there's 64 or 67 genders now. They think it's okay to, to call yourself a transgender, a, a, a bi-gender, a this gender, a that gender. They can say all they want, but it's defiance to God. And adultery is sin. And I know the nation doesn't believe it, but adultery is sin. Nancy Pelosi is going to be shown on the drag queen show again real soon. And she, she says, can you give me an amen? That's blasphemy, Nancy. 82 years of age, you should have, you should have wake, awakened to the fact that righteousness exalted the nation, but sin is a reproach. And there's going to be a lot on your plate, dear lady, because you are trying to invade this country with sin and godlessness and destroying children's lives. 
If you don't believe it, Nancy, pastor a church for a while and get on my side of the desk and hear the people that cry over adultery and over fornication and over transgenderism and over sodomite. And you listen to the cries and the heartbeat of people. You listen to the cries of people that, that, that abort babies and kill babies. And now up to 20 some days after birth. What a godless nation. God says, I'll tell you what sin is, it's adultery. Living in adultery, don't expect God to get your prayers answered. Fornication, same sin. It's a moral sin that generally is considered with single people. Keep yourself clean. Uncleanness, what is it? Uh, uncleanness is where a, a person sees dirt and nastiness in every situation. Everything is dirty. Everything is suggestive. Everything is not nasty. Lasciviousness, what is that? No shame. I'm not ashamed of that. Had a man years ago try to tell me that God led him into an adultery situation. That's blasphemy. There's no shame. Idolatry to place something above God. You're following there. Verse number, verse number 19, witchcraft, which is that Greek word pharmakia from which we get pharmacy, which is the word drugs, the drug store. It's an amazing thing how many times in a week's time I talk to someone that's on drugs. Farming Kia. And even Christians think you can play around with this garbage. God says hatred, which, what is hatred? You're always challenging everybody. You challenge people all the time because you want to be in charge. You challenge. Why? Why do you challenge your boss? Why do you challenge your wife? Why are you always challenging your husband? Why are you always challenging the school? Why are you always challenging Christianity? Why are you always challenging authority? Because you've never learned to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Quiet in here now. Variance. That's a person who likes to divide, divide people. They like to have division. They thrive on it. I imagine that would be someone who likes to troll on the internet. Verse 20, emulations. That's when people have rivalries or jealousy. Oh, I don't like the way she sings. I don't like the way he sings. I don't like the way she, he plays piano. I don't like the way she plays piano. I don't like the way they do this. I don't like the way they do this. And everything is a, it motivated from jealousy. When was the last time you said to someone, thank you for that solo today? Thank you for that group today. Th thank you for that song. The Bible goes on, wrath, that's explosion. Well, you have to understand, I have explosions because I'm a German or I'm an Italian. No, because your works of the flesh. Strife, that's a person that always is stirring contention and you're always right and you're always the authority. No, 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 I tell you why, I have to leave that church. I tell you why, because I, 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 I. seditions, Again, it's the same familiar, God keeps bringing up these words different, uh, but it's just a person likes to create division. And, and then we see the word heresies, that's cliques. And envy is grudges and murders, taking the life of another and drunkenness to be controlled by some outside source. And then revelings, that's the person that just, I love to live in luxury. You have to understand, I deserve it. There's nothing wrong with possessions, but there's something wrong when possessions have you. 
And if we're just living in luxury, everything you and I own is going to burn one day. The Bible says in 1 Peter 3, says similar in 1 Chronicles 16, the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. I have so much desire of things I want and ask God to give this church because I want you to have them and I want you to enjoy it. But I'm not going to get them for you if I'm not a righteous man. And I pray one day I could look down if the Lord tarries from heaven and say, they got, they got that building, they have that now. We got it right before I died. We got that building and that property and this thing going, that thing's going. And we leave it deposited in your care. But God's not going to do that if I'm not righteous. You can pray all you want, but if these 19 sins are prevalent in our life and there's one or more that you might see there, then deal with it tonight because your prayers must be heard. Oh God, give me a husband. Give me a husband. I need a husband. God, give me a wife. Give me a wife. But if there's hatred in your heart or variance in your heart or sedition, you're not going to get the right one. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I have before me Isaiah 115. When you spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes. When you make many prayers, I will not hear, for you're, they're full of blood. When you wound people, when you hurt people, when you, when you create clicks in the church or division in the home and you don't like your parents or your in-laws or your children or your grandchildren. You're always dividing things. God says, I can't hear. I can't even see it. God's word says, 1 Timothy 2, 8, when we pray, we lift holy hands to God, not dirty hands. I'll tell you why as you go to James chapter 4, and I won't be long now tonight. And I'll tell you why our prayers are hindered because of sin problems. Sin problems. The very best Christian here, whoever it is in this room, male or female, the best Christian here still has to battle sin, the flesh. Your sin might be discouragement. It might be defeat. It might be fear. And you know, mine is not to pass judgment on what your sin is. I, I want to expose sin generally. But your job is to take inventory. What is it in my life? And my job is to take, what is it in my life? How about your heart? Is it right with God? I've got enough to say grace over me. song, I sing it so often, prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the path. I, I, I want to be a good Christian. I'm trying to be a good Christian. I'm trying to make sure that I'm right with God. But no one here in this room can say we are flawless. We're perfect. We've arrived once again. I met Satan this morning, and I battled him all the day long. But in my, ah, I'm not weak, weakness, we're weak. But when I'm weak, he can be strong. 
And so tonight, when, when, we, when we want to answer to prayer, and I know after pastoring for so long, you have to depend upon prayer in your Christian life. You college students that are graduating, oh, if it's going to take you a lifetime through, where one day you could say, I've fought a good fight, I've kept the faith, I've finished my course, is prayer. Prayer is a wonderful treasure. Prayer is a wonderful key. Blessing all ours without measure. So pray about everything ere you left your room this morning. Did you think to pray? You have not because you ask not. I want you to see secondly, not because of sin, but because of personal problems. Notice in James chapter 4, ye ask and receive not because you ask, and here's the key word, amiss. It's improper the way you're asking is what he's talking. It's wrong the way you're asking. What is missing? Well, the, Paul speaks of it, uh, Peter speaks of it in First Peter as well, the same thought when we're doing something amiss. Here the Bible says that Verse 6, God giveth grace. He resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace to the humble. Peter deals with the same thing if we'll humble ourselves. Second Chronicles 7, humble ourselves first and pray and seek my face and turn. We don't go arrogantly to God, and we should not walk our life's journey arrogancy before man, with arrogancy toward man. It's the grace of God, what you said tonight, Brother Bertram, what you said tonight, Pastor Cooper, both were so very powerful. God's blessed us to be in America. God's blessed us to be in a church. God, God has blessed. There's so many missionaries. I'm getting these letters, Brother Poos and Mrs. Poos, and they give them to me, and the emails and the letters. So many, so many, many, many of our countries are still not open. a choir of 100 plus voices, an orchestra, all that we have here, and instruments and pianos going and organists going and all of that. I can take you to countries right now where there's still only two people allowed in a service. We have missionaries there, two, two people. I can take you to countries in Latin America right now that you stand on your square and you come to the church and they have to warn you and they have to do testing and everything and you have to go sit every other row and very few people can go and attend church. And I don't believe they're done with this thing yet. They're coming back. But I'll tell you something, friend. While we have church, I'd love it. Proud people analyze everything. We have church, Brother Coop. We have, thank, thank you for saying, we have church. It's wonderful. Youth got to go to a youth meeting tonight. Choir got to practice. The Sunday school adults went to a Sunday school class tonight. And we're in church tonight. We have a nursery tonight. We have children's church tonight. We have a Spanish church going on tonight, service and ministry to go. We, when we ask amiss, it's because it's full of pride. God resisteth the proud. 
So we never go charging into the throne of grace. We have the right to go boldly, but we have to be prepared in our heart. It's an amazing thing how pride is so easy to raise its ugly, ugly head. Let me give you one more and we'll be done. Because I want you to get in this building. You have to use the right key. If I want to get to the throne of grace, I have to have the right key. One, I, I cannot. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. It's so easy to have iniquity invade our hearts. It is so easy. I won't tell you when, but in the last month or two, I, I saw somebody singing on this platform. And I saw a man. I just watched him. I thought his thoughts are not right right now. I watched him. I saw his eyes. I saw him. I just, he, he zeroed in. And I thought, sir, you're not thinking right right now. I know you're not. Your, your heart's not right with God right now. Sin is so, it's so easy to sin. It's so easy. You that like to find everybody else's sin and failure and then broadcast it, shame on you. When people want to broadcast somebody else's sin, it's because they're still trying to hide their own sin. I don't want to troll you. I've got enough to say grace over my own life. Sin prevents answered prayer. The second one we have seen is personal problems. That is pride. And the third one, 1 Peter, if you'll go there with me tonight. Just another book over. In chapter 3, let's read verse 7 together, shall we? Marital problems harms answered prayers. Verse 7, chapter 3, 1 Peter. Ready? Begin. Likewise, ye husbands. You see, the Bible says that if I'm not right with my mate, my prayers are going to be hindered. He's talking about a man's submission as well as a lady's submission. You dwell with your wife. You reside with your wife according to knowledge. You make a science out of knowing her, trying to understand her. And I don't mean this cruel. When sometimes a person might be a wife, might be a child, they don't understand themselves. But we have to make a science out of working with our children. In this text, working with our wife. Why? Because the wife is, the, the Bible says, the weaker vessel. She's not the inferior vessel. She has chosen to submit and rank under. That's what the word submit, it's a military term to rank under. She has chosen, that's God's plan for the home. 
that someone has to rank under. And if she's going to need to rank under and humble herself in that position, then, sir, your prayers will, be hum- will not be answered if you don't humble before God. This is not a one-way street. Lady, you sit down and shut up and you listen to me. That's not what prayer is about. Prayers I love my mate. Why are we having so many arguments and disagreements in our home? It's not that hard, folks. I've never been a perfect husband. But the older I get, the more willing I am to admit I I, I was wrong. I, I'm, I'm, I think my wife could say it. She, she, I've married so far out of my league. But when we always have to win everything, I'm in charge of everything, that's nothing more than pride. And God says, if, if, if I'm not right with my wife, my prayers are going to be hindered. I have stories I could tell for hours. I think of this story where a person said, my wife and I haven't talked for two months. We eat meals together, but we never talk. Never talk. I've had men say, I don't want to go home. If I go home, she'll just start in. And vice versa, I don't want to see him come home. What kind of home is that? So here's a man, and he's bitter at his wife and upset, and he bows his knee and prays for something. God says, your prayers are hindered. I don't want you to have hindered prayers. I want you to pray for me. I don't want to have hindered prayers. You deserve a pastor that's right with God. So I can pray for your needs. That's why I don't like it necessarily when you just tell me at the door. If you're just writing on the back of a tithe envelope there, it's okay, or a three by five, pray for me. Here's my need. I, I, I won't take it to my, I, I always ask when, when there's a need, I said, do you mind if I tell my wife this need? I've had several this week said, please tell her. I know she prays, and I'll tell her the need. There's other things, and I don't think she needs to know it. I don't want her to carry that load. It's not hers to carry. She's not the assistant pastor. It's my job. Everywhere I go to preach, someone will come up to me, and they'll say, please pray for my son. He's away from God. And I wish you could see the numbers of time a mother or grandmother's weeping. He grew up in our home, and we tried to be good parents. <laughs> My grandson's in jail. I've heard that so many times. I go to preach someone. My, my, my grandson's going to be set, sentenced this week before the court. The judge looks like it, 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 it doesn't look good. Brother Trevor, will you pray for my grandson? He's in prison. Be years before he gets out. He grew up in a Christian school. He knew better. 
Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.